Hello and welcome to the Fusion Podcast. My name is Sam and I am your host. You might remember previous iterations of this Fusion Podcast with various people sat around a microphone. And I think actually that the last season of the Fusion Podcast ended with Luke and with Miriam and with Catherine sat around a microphone. So that was however long in the past ago. And Catherine joins me again now. And the last thing that happened, Catherine, I think was Luke and Miriam putting the podcast in your hands. So what happened then? Yeah, I think as a movement, we embody releasing young leaders and giving things away. So as soon as I was given the podcast, I thought, instead of even beginning, I'll just give it away. I'll give it away because that's one of my values. So as soon as we employed you, Sam, I thought, I'll give it away. That's something he can deal with. It's something that he can take charge of. And you've got experience doing podcasts. They're very funny. Um, hopefully this one will be better. But um, yeah, thought you'd be the best person to do it. So this is Sam Brown's Fusion Podcast. We do have, for the benefit of the listeners, uh, at some point, me doing a podcast with one of my mates during school about American football. Um, both of us pre-pubescent at this point. Um, although I'm kind of like somewhere in the middle because um, my voice goes up and down various registers um, <laughs> during the course of the recording. But anyway, that's all to come in the future. Um, so this is the new sort of like vision for the Fusion podcast. So whereas in the past, Catherine, I think you looked at various topics and issues and worked through them together. This new uh, Fusion podcast is going to be focused entirely on student mission and the amazing things that our student workers and our students are doing around the country. So if you're a student or a student worker, this podcast is for you. We're going to be getting loads of people on to chat to them about the things that are happening in their churches. And today's episode is no different. We're going to start on the right foot. We're going to get out the gate with some amazing stories of things that have been happening down in Southampton at Highfields Church with their student worker, Will, and one of his students. Um, we should point out at this point, though, Catherine, that we actually recorded um, the interview component for the podcast way before we're recording this now. Yeah, well, I was hoping that you're going to do a costume change in every one of your podcasts, but I guess not all of our listeners can see us. So they won't actually probably notice. But for those of us who can see this Zoom recording, um, yeah, there's a little costume change coming up. So get ready for that. Don't even know if I was wearing glasses. Might look like a completely different woman. Um, yeah, so we recorded this one ages ago. And in it, we chat about lots of different things uh, that they've been getting up to and um, some of the amazing ways that God is using the students of Highfields to reach other university students who don't know Jesus yet in Southampton um, there will be a costume change I feel like it was also a brighter day certainly where I am um, when we recorded it it's not that it's not warm here right now because it most certainly is um, but it was certainly a brighter day um, when we recorded it back then and, and actually maybe, maybe we should do costume changes I'm we could change hats or <laughs> maybe you could just put sunglasses on um maybe a cheeky headband i hear those are coming back in i'm trying to um get floral headbands into male uh mainstream fashion um, it's never gonna happen well the problem was is that when we went into lockdown um for covid19 and by the way this is not a covid19 podcast you won't hear us mention it much at all because the vision for the podcast is greater than that of covid and we hope this will go on longer than it um 
but I'm trying to get headbands into fashion. Mainly because when lockdown came, all men started sort of shaving their heads and getting rid of all their hair. Yeah. And, and I thought that won't be me. I'm going to go in the other direction and try and manage the chaos. Um, I will be honest, we've had limited success thus far. But maybe, a, maybe, a, maybe I'll pull one out on the podcast and that'll be like the seminal moment. Give, give it, you know, episode four. Just debut it, episode four. We should probably get started, Sam, I think. Yes. Let's chat student mission with Will Reval from Highfield, Southampton. I'm going to let Will and Josh uh, introduce themselves. Um, probably start with you, Will. Um, so do you want to tell us uh, what you do and what church you're from? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Will. I'm the student worker at Highfield Church. I've been doing the role now for nearly a year and a half. So I've done, I've gone, I've got at least a year under my belt. And then this year, well, whatever you want to call this year. Um, yeah. So one and a half years been doing the job. Fantastic. Uh, and Josh, you're also at Highfield, but do you want to tell us what you do? Yeah, uh, I'm just a student. Uh, I do marine biology at the Uni of Southampton. And so I've ended up at Highfield Church and now I'm one of Will's minions. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Minion. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Brilliant. Um, do you want to tell us how you ended up at Highfield, Josh? Yeah. Um, so to be honest, when I was a fresher, I wasn't really, uh, like I wanted to go to church, but I wasn't really that worried about it too much and I was actually on a night out with one of the people I just met and he introduced me to his two flatmates that were like oh we're gonna check out this church that's doing free food and I heard that much and I was like yeah I guess I'll check it out with you and yeah ended up there and I just I just loved it like the attitude the environment like how involved and engaged the people were there that's what inspired me the most. Fantastic I, I don't think you're alone Josh in finding a uni church uh, after the promise of free food <laughs> yeah definitely not but it is good food too we got a good chef for that what was the food do you remember what was your uh, favorite it was a stuffed pepper like properly nice and roasted yeah and on like there, pizza what yeah no exactly and he has like paella and like risotto and i'm just sat there eating my beans on toast most days and that was a blessing <laughs> We're, we're classy people at Highfield. We, we <laughs> for, for, for pizza. We, we go we go top of the range. That's amazing. Evidently, I, I want to know how many student workers and how many churches are now going to do stuffed pepper socials. Um, <laughs> I've already put it in my diary just now on the desk. <laughs> diary. Well, I remember my first meal about was it now five about five years ago. My first meal there was no like vegan option, and now there's. So now vegan options are like the most available thing at student welcome meals. So it's really transitioned from a meat eating student community to now um, a bit of variety, I guess. Good to hear. So do you want to tell us how you ended up at Highfield as well then, Will? Yeah. Um, I, it's been such a long time because, you know, I, so for, for, the, for the listeners, I was, uh, I was a student before I became a student worker. Uh, I don't know how many people normally do that. Um, but yeah, found Highfield um, to be was probably the first church I visited, and it just it just felt right. There was a great presence there, um, and there was a great uh, uh, staff leadership team that really strived to um, nurture spirituality in people and to make that um, out of overflow. And then from overflow, it would go into various different 
places uh, in your university life. And so that was really infectious for me at the start. Um, and then, you know, took on more responsibility uh, from my student worker. And I think that's a real sign of good student work is, you know, equipping um, your students to do your job. Uh, and that's what I found myself doing as a, as a student. I was taking on more responsibility uh, from Ben, who was um, the student worker at the time. And then it gradually, gradually came towards the end of third year where I heard that Ben was leaving and that they were thinking about replacing him with myself, which was uh, a weird, a weird thing because I went to university doing, uh, to study geography and then, and now doing this job. So, um, but I guess, it, I think the amazing thing is, I think when you're a student worker, if you, if, if you spot potential in somebody and you see 50% potential in them, you might as well hand it to them and let them fail along the way. But that's only how you grow them, isn't it? Um, so it's about spotting potential, spotting that they've got the 50% capacity and then just letting them run with it. And I think Josh is probably a good example of, of one of those people. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that is really great, Will. I think just giving away as much as possible and as a student worker, I've learned the lesson of, I just need to do everything and like pass it on to them to then learning, actually, no, my job is to release students to lead and helping them flourish and grow actually is just giving stuff away and letting them make mistakes and actually having people really close to me that are basically running the student work um, for me. It's great. Mm -hmm. So glad you're doing that. Fantastic. Um, that was a really good introduction to who you guys are. Um, so thank you for that. And now we're, we're going to sort of move on and we're going to chat um, about some stuff to do with student mission um, and some stuff that you guys have seen uh, that, that God is doing down in Southampton at, at Highfield. Um, so, Will, I, I want to start with uh, Freshers Week. Mm. So we, we had a chat yesterday and you, know, you told me about some really awesome stuff that you, uh, you guys have done uh, in your Freshers Week. So do you want to sort of unpack that? Yeah, so I think before Freshers Week, um, the year before we had at Highfield, which I'd say the significant amount of people who were students last year at Highfield are still students with our church this year. So that was a really good sort of foundation year to build identity, to bring um, build belonging and community amongst amongst uh, amongst our students, which allowed them to then think about um, looking outwards. Um, and so we took maybe 15, 16 of our students to the, obviously the Fusion Conference in the summer, which was amazing, big up. Um, and, but I think the thing that struck us the most, and it was conversations that we had back in the cars on the way back down to Southampton, was that statistic of 0.78% of all people who, who, are, um, who are students across the UK regularly attend church. And that was just astonishing. Uh, that was really heartbreaking as well. And I know if, certainly for the 16 students that came with me that was something that they wanted to put right um, they wanted to play their part in in changing that statistic and so and so what one of the, one of the things that we were asked to do at the fusion conference was to think what can we do to impact our, our our new term and and to bring mission into into the new term and one of the things was um a 24 7 prayer uh, and we firmly believe that prayer was the was the foundation to bringing um more and more of God into not only the church but into the city mm. and allowing God to take the reign of that and um, and so 24-7 prayer happened in Freshers Week it was a it was a really bold statement that our students yes they were going to be um, engaging with culture going out and, and clubbing and all that sort of stuff which is so important to do but also to put Jesus at the forefront of their of their year and start the year as well 
Um, and so, yeah, 168 hours of prayer and worship happened. Um, and it was based off um, Luke 5, um, uh, that idea when Jesus calls his disciples to be fishers of men. Um, and yeah, and so that was, that was the theme that we were going for. We wanted to create um, fishers of men. We wanted to disciple people to then, then to give them, uh, sorry, for them to then give out um, which was a, a really good sort of uh, foundation again. Um, and so the practical things that we did were we, we as, as, as church workers, we cut out um, cardboard fish and um, we sort of wrote the names down of all the students currently at Highfield. Um, we then gave them out to our congregations um, and there were basketfuls of about 70 to 80 names that we had already. Um, and they were given out to all four congregations that we had. So they were prayed for four times by different people and they took those fish away and they're still praying for them today, which is, I think is an amazing thing. Okay. One of the things that we wanted them to pray for our congregation were um, to increase spiritual maturity, but also to have a, a, a missional heart uh, for the year. And um, that started. And then we, uh, when we brought in colored fish, <laughs> and we wanted um, students to write down the names of their mates who they wanted to see come to faith that year. Um, and we also opened that out to the congregation um, because there were, there were families there who knew students across the UK. And so we didn't want to just make it Southampton based, we wanted to make it UK based as well. Uh, we were praying for students when they went to university that they'd find Jesus. And so uh, those cardboard um, fishes were stuck onto the big boat at the front of church. And then throughout the week of 24-7 prayer, that boat was moved into the prayer room. And then that, that boat just started to accumulate with lots and lots of fish, with people praying um, in that room for the different names on, on the boat, but also putting their names of, of people they wanted to see um, come to faith. Um, so I think it was really important, not only for the student community to be involved, but the church. Um, but the church is a multi-generational. Um, they can be, a, a, yeah, they can be participants as well uh, as part of a multi-generational thing. Um, and I think that really set the tone for, for the week and, and for the coming months. That's brilliant. And, and so just from your perspective then, Josh, um, to firstly know that the church are praying for you as students, so the whole church are praying for you. Um, what was that like? Oh, that's amazing. I, I don't know, I just always, I guess I kind of forget about that sometimes. And it's always so amazing at Highfields that we have like quite it's getting better the involvement between like students and non-students and connections and stuff and I love it when you get someone like older come up to you and just go oh I was praying about you the other day and God said this and I'm like it's like I'm like why are you even praying about me I've got so much love for that much of it but the fact that they're out there guiding us in it as well is incredible yeah yeah amazing and then secondly um, to kind of write the names of people that you want to see come to know Jesus and, and whack them on the boat. What was that like? Uh, I think I was, I was pretty gassed when I heard that that was something that we were doing because like in second year, which was the year before this year for me, um, I got like a real heart for evangelism and I started like pouring everything I could into it. And then nice. every once in a while, someone would be like, why don't you just pray for one or two friends? And as soon as you pray for them, God does stuff with them. Like I'd pray for a mate and he'd ask me to come to church the next week or like I'd pray for a mate and we'd be in the club and they'd be like, oh, can I come out for or something? And I'm like, 
it's, it's kind of like frustrating because you put in all, so much work and then God's like, no, I've got you. But it's so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful for it too. And I think as soon as I forget that, it tends to be when I do the worst in mission. Alpha invites in a club. I love it. That is really, really cool. <laughs> well, the magic of that one is I didn't even say anything. I was literally just sat there at this like bench in the smoking area and my friend just turns to me and just goes, I, I want to go alpha. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, great. Right. I'll find a course somewhere. Don't even know if our church is doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, great. God's just done all with that. I can't take anything for that one. Brilliant. And then I, I know, Will, that there was a, a story that came out of that of, of one name that ended up on a fish um, yeah. and then on the boat or in the net. Um, where there was a real answer to prayer. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so so from 24-7 Prayer Week, that was a nice spark to then sort of generate consistency across like smaller events that we that we put on. And um I think the reason I think the reason why this story is great is because it just shows that um there's there has to be a willingness from the student to um bring somebody along. And God Yes, he can do lots of things, but actually we have to have open hearts as well to be listening and receptive um, to what he wants. Um, and so, and so there, yeah, there was a girl called Avni who joined us this year, um, who Josh will know because she eventually ended up in um, his small group. Um, and so the smaller events that we put on after 24-7 prayer um, was, for example, there were rugby World Cup breakfasts, there were um sort of uh pile and ice cream sunday but then it came to about november time where we put a gig night on uh at the, at the brew house which is the local pub down the road and um we wanted just to sort of set the tone that actually inviting to your friends to church events shouldn't be any more weird than going to a normal thing that outside of outside of church and um it's a really easy step low commitment thing to invite friends to yet it can be a, a really, really difficult for students to do that anyway. But this one student, Emily, invited Avni to the gig night and um, she started asking questions about church, started asking questions about what it was like to go to church. Um, and from then, she didn't expect from those six weeks beforehand, praying for her and being one of the names on the fish to then have the opportunity to then um, invite her um, to more church events. And so the way that we as a ministry at Highfield try and do this is that we, we try and create a low step into church, which is social events like the gig night. And then we, we say, well, once they're there, then there's no harm invite them to a small group because 80% of small group is food, chat, social, and then a little bit of Bible study. And so that's what Emily did. She invited Abney along to uh, Josh's and hers uh, Bible study. And, and then that interest, which was there before because her mum went on a faith course and then she was she was so like intrigued about what that meant for her as well that that meant that she uh, had those uh, in that interest sparked again uh, further and um yeah that led that led her to go into small group and I remember the one time that I was at small group uh Josh she asked um you did a bible study on one Samuel and um and uh, she asked like how do we hear from God and that was just like the first time where we were think pretty excited about what was to come and then josh do you want to do you want to talk about um sort of the stuff that happened at small group to then going into december with avni yeah um well yeah so avni um she didn't stay in my Emily small group she went to sean and rebecca's who are two other students and that's partly because they're just close to her house so it's a bit safer for her to walk around the city at night um 
but I remember we did this thing called Text to Toasty with our Christian Union and I went on one of those texts just answering questions that she'd sent in, not knowing it was her, rock up at her door with this other guy um, from uni and she's just sat there asking all these deep questions about like how do, how can I explain my faith to my family that are from another religion and stuff like that. Um, and she was asking questions that like, I mean from my own journey with faith, I never grew anywhere near as quick as that. Like. I was never that keen that early, so it was incredible to see. And then she drops a bomb that she's getting baptised. And I can't remember exactly when it was she got baptised. Was it start of December? Or? Yeah, I think a contemporary carol service, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was incredible. Like, I think we don't always pray big enough when it comes to evangelism. Like, we pray, we pray about, like, sowing seeds. But with Avni, it's like the whole thing just blossomed, like, straight away. And, that's incredible. It was so encouraging to see as well. Like those stories are what we live for. What I love about that story um, is that it's so clear. It's all God, isn't it? Like Mm. we are just playing a part and he's already doing loads of stuff. And that's such an encouragement for students who are thinking it's intimidating. Like what if they say no, some will say no, but some will say yes, because God is on the move and he's stirring people's hearts towards him and people get saved. Look at that. It's so exciting. So that's definitely going to encourage lots of students. So thanks for sharing that story, guys. It's amazing. I was going to say, Josh, just on the back of that, um, what impact did that have? for all the other students at Highfields, for the people in, in your small group and, and the other small group, to see someone come to faith and be baptised at a contemporary carol service, what impact did that have on them? Well, I think I can only really speak from my experience and from Emily's as well, because she talks about it a lot, because obviously she's the one that brought her to the pub in the first place, and they're really close friends, so it's incredible for her to see. But every time we talk about Avni's story, like we're all just so... like just enthusiastic it's just like I guess encouraging that we could pray for our friends and God could bring them to be baptized in two months as well like Mm. we don't need to hold back on the prayer side especially like pray for every single one of our friends and that could happen you know Mm. and I think that's just what helps come on fantastic that's so good so clearly like an amazing start to the year then uh for you guys it's you've had like the big bang of freshers week with 24 7 prayer and um a real focus in the services on sunday and then as the the term draws on there's events and stuff on and then someone comes to faith and gets baptized but then we'll i i know that you'll know it's hard to kind of then draw things out over a whole year to try and keep that enthusiasm high to keep that um willingness for students to keep going for student mission so what was kind of your experience with that yeah I think you always have those highs keep you going for so long, but there are so many lows with student mission, right? Um, <laughs> and I, I think, I think um, once that sort of period over came, was over, sorry, um, we had Christmas and then we had a, a thing in January called the Holy Pause. So we paused um, all church things in, in January to reset for 2020. Um, and that, in itself was was a fantastic thing to do but yet it also stopped a lot of progression that we could have uh, or momentum that we could have made um and so um mission mission wise things things uh, sort of tethered off um but that's where 
sort of discipleship had to take the forefront again. Um, and we prayed the, the Gethsemane prayer, um, it's not my will, but yours, God. Um, and we really felt during that time that, that we were to stop everything um, and we were to reset and, and realign with God and see what he wanted to do um, for the rest of the year. And uh, just from a, just speaking on behalf of the church and speaking on behalf of student ministry, we, we always felt that, um, that there was always a, a slight hesitancy with God wanting us to move on. And obviously in this time that we're in now, we can probably look back and see why God did say that um, with the coronavirus pandemic happening and everything stopping. Um, but that that time in January was 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 although it was hard because I'm a I'm a doer I'm not a sitter, um, it really really was beneficial to sort of listen to God again, uh, to not get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, and then to sort of plan sort of what we were to do in those in those next few months before Easter. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and I guess that kind of students as well. Um, was there in the process of moving through the term moving through the year and start picking up even more sort of roles responsibilities uh, both within their course and in societies they're involved with doing stuff with their friends you've got to have a social life do you find that has an impact as well on how I'd say keen students are to get involved with what the church is doing yeah for sure I mean people who come to university have got a talent they've got they've got they've had something to get them to university in the first place whether that's a fire in their character uh, in their personality uh, in their in their talent or gifting or uh, in their knowledge in their degree and so they are hot prospects for every society every uh, thing that they are related to that uh, they could be involved in and so it's really really hard to sort of say please prioritize us when actually we also want them to be outside the church doing stuff outside of uh, the church realms. And so um, it, there's a lot of things to balance and um, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of, again, prayer and wisdom from God um, to sort of um, give us the words and, and the pictures um, to give uh, students uh, during those times of, of balancing stuff. Um, and also just acknowledging that actually sometimes we can't take the priority and, and other things come into play like mental health and, and pastoral issues and circumstances which really do stop the flow of mission, um, particularly if you're relying upon some of those hard-hitting evangelists that you have in your community and if they're really not up for it, um, then you, you really need to find those um, those unique and intricate individuals to get the embers starting again and to get that fire going. Um, but yeah, very, very difficult when, um, when their, when their personalities and their characters and their, and their gifting can be used elsewhere and should rightly be used elsewhere because we should be impacting not just one certain aspect of society. Um, but yet it, it, it also comp, comp, um, sorry, it, it stops the the momentum that you have in your in, in your own ministry and where you're going mm. forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, just kind of running off the back of that, Josh. Um, what would you say to a student who was asking the question? Um, Look, I've got all this stuff in my course. I've got all this stuff in my sports team with my societies. Why should I be devoting this amount of time to church? And why should I be devoting this amount of time to student mission and and, and living out my faith? Yeah. Um... I think I guess there's a lot of reasons, but I think the two main challenges for me personally that I think apply to a lot of students are 
the first one's pretty simple it's just like you have time i think students are very good at complaining about not having time or money <laughs> when generally we have enough of both um and i'm included in that i'm not i'm not trying to call out anyone here but at the same time i think we we can definitely make more time in our days too we waste a lot more than we probably like to admit yeah um and i guess the other thing is why should i care about doing things for god in this um i think it's kind of like our actions speak so much louder than our words and when we devote time to things whether that is time to something that uses words or time to something that uses actions like whether it's doing something that's caring for people in need or whether it's talking with people about god it shows big time like my mates noticed big time when i stepped up in second year they were like wow you actually care about this a lot don't you and i didn't realize they'd even noticed to be honest i thought they'd just think i was always busy or something like that but i think that is one of the biggest things it almost has this secondary impact like you start doing things for god and people notice that it's become a bigger priority and because of that they want to know more about it which is a beautiful cycle yeah. um, and it's careful it's, it's important not to make it 100 percent of your time as in being in the church i'd still say that's true too and i think that's another problem that other people fall into um, so i guess it depends where you find yourself do you spend too much time not in the world or too much time not in doing things for god and we all probably fall somewhere into that category mm. what do you reckon catherine yeah i think it's all about balance i've been um doing student work for a few years now i think this is my fourth year um and i've been on quite a journey with perseverance in mission and trying to encourage my students to get that balance right and i think what I've sort of landed on this year and we've seen growth this year in a way that we haven't before is um, really seeing discipleship and mission as like partners, like they go hand in hand and being like, I'm not going to, I've stopped doing my karaoke nights and all of that. I did loads of it and actually saying, if we want this to like if we want mission to continue for the whole year, it can't be reliant on me and things that I do. Like you guys have got to go and you've got to know how to share your faith. Do you want to? And like really trying to envision them for mission, trying to share a bit of my heart for it and sharing stories that I've heard from Fusion. That's why, I mean, I love working for Fusion, but even just as a student worker looking into Fusion, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like to have stories from all over the UK to share with my students, it just excites them. Um, for mission so I think um, yeah encouraging my students more and more who are your friends that don't know Jesus how are you loving them how are you talking to them how are you sharing your faith with them what does that look like and um, the place that I want to grow to and I'm not sure if we're there yet is that everyone in each other's small groups would know the names of everyone's friends and would be able to like list them off to be like oh I know Daniel's praying for this Hannah's praying for this person um I'd love to get to that place where it feels really community led and the students really own it for themselves um, but it is all about balance and it's just so exciting Josh hearing um your story and journey of like getting more involved and giving your life your uni life over to God like and your friends seeing that what an encouragement to students to say as I started stepping up my friends did notice. I think sometimes students think, 
well, I wasn't all in in first year. My friends are going to think it's weird if I like get involved now. They, I was a Christian then. Like, oh, they're going to think this this tension. They won't be able to hold it. No, they'll see that there's a difference in you, and you'll be able to tell that story of how God's transformed you over the past year. So that's great. Well done. Yeah, it's amazing, guys. It really is. And and just for those students who are listening to this, that um as you're thinking about your student workers the people who head up your student ministry whoever that might be the key to sustaining it throughout the whole of the year is you like you are the driving force you are the petrol in this car like there is i'm, I'm sure um catherine and will and, and and i know i do would echo the idea that there's only so much that we can do but actually the old, nearly all the stories of salvation that we hear are because someone has extended an invite to their mates it's because they've been praying for their mates um, and as you said, Josh, when we pray for our mates, when we pray for the people who we want to know Jesus, that they might start asking questions and showing some interest, God starts moving. So that's really good to hear. Boys, thank you so much. You've been excellent guests. We've heard some amazing stuff about uh, uh, the power of prayer and evangelism and then how we can draw it out for the whole year. Um, and what I want to do is kind of um, uh, bring this to a close. Uh, Will, would you pray for us, uh, for, for, for myself, for Catherine, for Josh? Um, and for you guys, all you guys at Highfields, um, for uh, everything that we've kind of talked about today, from yeah, praying for the evangelism to then, yeah, finding ways to sustain it for a whole year. Mm. Yes, Father, I just pray for all those who are listening to this podcast today and, and those of us in, in this chat. Lord, would you uh, continue to sustain us um, through daily devotions, which leads to an eternal mission for your kingdom? Um, Lord, we pray uh, for more of you in conversations, in events, um, in the way that we just go about and, and make ourselves known to our community. Um, Lord, would we be doing this out of overflow and not through striving? Um, yes, Lord, and we just pray for more of your kingdom to come, for that 0.78% to go up and for, for students across the UK to really lift their eyes to the heavens and see you in all your glory in your name amen amen josh will you've been amazing thanks so much for coming on thanks guys thank you wow that was amazing that was um that was brilliant those two um brought some uh, uh, really good challenges, some really good stories. Catherine, what did you take away from that? Oh, it was just a great story, wasn't it? I'm always excited when I hear about a student giving their life to Jesus, especially when it's off of a simple invite. Student said yes, hears the gospel for the first time and goes, oh, I just, I, I love, I want this. I, I love Jesus. And um, I am always excited. Um, by that so I'll definitely remember that story for a long time and I'll be telling it to other students um, but the other thing that I took away from it is also the it is students inviting students it is the one inviting another one and it's all about that individual friendship that individual relationship like Josh with his friend in the club if they weren't friends that person's not going to know to go up to Josh and say can I come alpha or whatever you said um he wouldn't know that so it is important like the one the people that are in front of you it might not look big and amazing but the people in front of you are incredible and exciting and god wants to do something uh, absolutely um just just inspiring i think to hear some of that stuff that those guys are bringing um every week on this podcast 
um, my fusion guest is going to set. Uh, so it, I should point out now that it, it won't be you every week, will it? No, it won't be me every week. No, that's the point of delegation. I've chucked it away. I've done the first one and now I won't be back. So the O'Shea fan club, um, I don't know what they're called. Um, <laughs> uh, invisible. Um. <laughs> the, the O'Shea fan club My are going to be disappointed. Um, your mum. <laughs> um, but someone else will be on every single week. And that person every week is going to, uh, from, from what we've heard from our guests, is going to lay down a challenge to you guys who are listening to this right now. So this includes all of you, uh, students and student workers. Um, Catherine, do you want to tell us the challenge that you've got for these guys this week? Yeah, so off the back of what Will was saying, he talked a lot about writing names down and praying specifically for specific names and that there was something powerful in having a name written down physically that you could read and remember to pray for. So my challenge to you is this week in your small groups, could you encourage each other to write down a few names of friends that don't know Jesus that you're praying for? Then could you swap those names around so you spend the next week praying for someone else's friendship group? Um, that is my challenge to you. Do let us know if you take the challenge on and if it um, goes well. Yes, and you can let us know either uh, through commenting on, on this will appear as a video on YouTube, so you can comment there. Uh, you can tweet us at fusion underscore movement, um, uh, or you can find us on Instagram at hello fusion movement. I think that's all right. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. I think so. Um, you can let us know how you've got on with that. Um, uh, tell us about what you've seen from it as well. Um, and that would be amazing if you'd let us know, uh, yeah, what happened. Um, this is just a, a note to say to any other uh, students and student workers who are out there listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, I've got an amazing story. Get me on the Fusion podcast. Um, we want you on. Um, and if you want to come on, um, you can send me an email at sam.brown@fusionmovement.org. If you're watching on the video, that will appear on the screen now. Um, send me an email with who you are, what you do, and what your story is, and we can have a chat and we can see if we can get you on. Um, but I think, Catherine, that's all we've got for this episode. This is the pilot episode of the New Fusion podcast. Wow. I think we're done. How exciting. It's incredibly exciting. Um, we're going to be back with, with something else very, very soon. Um, I, I'm in talks with various other student workers from around the country um, to tell us about what they've been doing. Um, so until next time, uh, it's bye from me. It's bye from Catherine. Goodbye. I can't believe we didn't yep. even talk about coronavirus. We've won this. So bye. Yeah, this is a, um, I'm not saying it's a no COVID zone, a Novid zone. Um, a Novid zone. But um, it appears to have been a, a Novid zone this time around. Um, but maybe that will change next time. But we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. So long. Bye.